Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Bronco Patriot edition of Puss's Mic Drop. Uh, we'll have a we'll have it a little bit different than we had last week. Do feel like maybe uh, last week's podcast was a bonus podcast. How about we put it like that? The Broncos and the Patriots did not play because of the COVID cases in New England. They wound up with four players. Uh, most notably, Cam Newton, the quarterback, who would have played had that game been played on Monday. I know even though he didn't come back to practice until Thursday, uh, from what I was told, he would have been able to play on Monday. But maybe Belichick wouldn't have played him. Maybe he would have gone with Stidham. And Stephon Gilmore would not have played in that game because of COVID. And uh, he's back practicing today. He will play against the Broncos. But the biggest difference about this uh, podcast, Cliss's mic drop uh, this week, is uh, we had by far our best interview of the season, and it's with right tackle DeMar Dotson. Uh, Here's a guy who is uh, just a fascinating story. Uh, 35 years old. He turned 35 on October 11th, so four days ago. Happy birthday to DeMar. Uh, And he was a basketball player all his life. He went to junior college to play basketball. He went to Southern Mississippi to play basketball. Uh, After two years at Southern Miss, uh, the day after that season was over, uh, he came off the bench, uh, well down from the bench, uh, had one bucket, one shot, made it, uh, had three rebounds, and that was it. And that was pretty much his career at Southern Miss. He didn't play a whole lot. Uh, you know, averaged, uh, might have averaged six points a game, uh, you know, had, had about six rebounds. Big guy, as you know, he's six foot eight. But the day after, he walks into the football coach's office and he says, I want to play football. Never played peewee, never played high school, never played college. But he's six foot eight. He's obviously blessed with uh, uh, physicality. And um, he was six eight, about 250 in basketball. You know, he's 6'8", six, six, about 320 now as a right tackle for the Broncos. Uh, but uh, a very interesting story. This is his 12th NFL season. He started eight years, the past eight years with Tampa Bay. And then uh, he's a starter now again. He filled in for the injured Elijah Wilkinson, played against the Jets. And lo and behold, uh, we talked a lot about Brett Rippon in that game, uh, 37 points. But Rep- Brett Rippon was not sacked in that game. So I know you're going to enjoy the story of uh, DeMar Dotson and also hear on his perspective of life. Let's go back and review last week just a little bit. Again, uh, the Broncos, when they play the Patriots this Sunday and kickoff is at 11 a.m., 11.05, a little bit after 11, in New England at Gillette Stadium. But it will be 17 days between games. The Broncos' last game uh, was... Uh, Way back uh, October, October 1st, I believe, a Thursday, uh, at uh, the Meadowlands, and they beat the Jets 37-28. to 28. Uh, They take the lead. They fall behind in the fourth quarter. Uh, really the biggest play of the game, I thought, was it was third and long, and uh, uh, Rippon got sacked for what had been a, a, a fourth and long, and there was a face mask penalty on uh, the Jet uh, pass rusher, and that kept, uh, that was automatic first down, that kept the drive alive, and Rippon hit Tim Patrick down the sideline for 40 yards, so, uh, and then they went on to score the go-ahead, uh, the go-ahead touchdown, so uh, that was big, um, 
uh, for the Broncos, that drive. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, uh, it might, might have been a field goal, and then they broke it open with the, uh, uh, they broke it open with the uh, long run by Melvin Gordon. Uh, speaking of Melvin Gordon, obviously, uh, unfortunate incident. He goes out to dinner on Tuesday, which Fangio did give the team, after the game was postponed, he gave the team uh, three days off. Uh, on the last day of the bye, the last night, uh, Melvin Gordon is out to dinner, and right before midnight, he gets pulled over for going 71 and a 35. We'll see what the blood tests uh, say on his uh, alcohol, but uh, it, 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 it most likely is point, over 0 .08, uh, at least based on the field sobriety test that the police took. And uh, it's going to be costly to Melvin in many ways. First of all, he is going to get suspended three games. There's no ifs, and buts about it unless the blood test comes back and he, and he was below .08, uh, which no one anticipates. Um, and then uh, the three-game suspension will cost him uh, it, it could cost him 550000 this year. And then next year, his whole uh, contract could be wiped out because the guarantees uh, uh, could well be voided. And he has a $4.5 million guarantee on a $7 million payout next year. So that it could mean that the whole thing is voided. And that would be uh, – so it's, it, it's a tough deal. The Broncos are disappointed with uh, Melvin. Uh, they're bummed for Melvin. Uh, but they're also, um, you know, I think, I think they're going to let him make amends here this Sunday against the Patriots. But before we talk any more about the Patriot game, let's go to our interview that uh, I promised we had with DeMar Dotson. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And then we'll pick it up on the other side. Thank you for uh, uh, week two of uh, the Broncos Patriots of edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. Welcome, Damar Dodson, to our uh, show here. Damar, first of all, happy belated birthday. Uh, you turned 35. Uh, how are birthdays as you get up there, relatively speaking, in pro sports? Oh, yeah, you know, you know, you know how it is when, they, when you start getting in your 30s. You know, people consider you old. And then, uh, you know, now that you're in your mid-30s, you know, people consider you real old. But, you know... That's how it is. But when you run a lot of young guys, you know, in the 20s and stuff like that, I mean, they're they, they going to look at you as, as, an, as an elder state, as an elder, elder statement. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm glad to be here, glad to have an opportunity to still be able to play at 35. I think it's a, it's a tremendous blessing from God. Um, you know, I, 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 you know I, I soak it up every day, you know, and I just count my blessings, you know. And I never thought that if I look back, you know, from a guy who played basketball and played one year of football, that somebody would have told me that you at, at 35 years old in your 12th season that you would still be playing football and playing in the NFL. One, if anybody would have told me I'd have been playing in the NFL, I wouldn't believe it. And two, if somebody would have told me that I would have been playing for 12 years at 35 years old, I wouldn't believe that. So that's just, that's just a testament to just how good God is. Uh, Dom Green was one of the scouts that uh, discovered you or, or took a chance on you. He's with the Jets, and sure enough, uh, your first start for the Broncos was against the Jets. Did you get a chance to catch up? Uh, you showed him you still got it. No sacks for uh, for Brett Rippon. 
Yeah, well, well Dom, Dom is my guy. Um, I love Dom. I mean, I talk to him all the time, and you know, every once in a while he, he'll shoot me a text, or I shoot him a text, and we'll we always go down that that memory lane, just you know how it started. Because I remember, you know, back in, in Southern Miss when when I first met Dom, he came up, and um, and my defensive line coach, he, he sent me upstairs. He just told me to go peek my head in his office, and and the first guy I saw was Dom Green, and he looked at me and said, "Man, you look like an offensive tackle." And I think Dom just took an interest in me, you know, ever since then. And, you know, he, he came back in pro day, pro, pro day and worked me out. And, um, I mean, he called me, you know, right, right after the draft and was like, you know, we can't promise you nothing, but we give you, you know, three days to come down here and, 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 and wide a bus gear and try out. So, man, I mean, if it wasn't for Dom, I mean, just, you know, he the one that, that started the opportunity, gave me that opportunity and believed in me. So, man, I love Dom and, and I'm always grateful to him for the, to this day. Yeah, because you played defensive line in your only year of uh, college football. Let's go back a little bit to the beginning. Uh, I'll skip the shoe story uh, right now. <laughs> uh, we, we went through that before on 9news.com. But going back to you're done with basketball, uh, you, you finish up, I think you lose a game, you score, you score a hoop in your only shot attempt, you get three rebounds. And then, and the next day, you walk into the football coach's office and say, "I want to give football a try." What motivated you? That why? Why did you think it would be football for you? Well, it, 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 it probably was motivated because, like you said, I only had two points and three rebounds, so <laughs> I knew I would knew I wasn't going to the NBA or nothing. So, um, but I think I think it started, you know, probably like you know six months before that. You know, I was working out in the in the um, in the, in the weight room, and and I was strength and conditioning coach. Man, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was always strong, and, and even as playing basketball, I was strong. So, man, he looked at me and was like, "Man, you need to, you know, you need to be playing football. You strong." And I don't know if it was just a joke or or what, you know, and and you know, it just resonated in me, you know. And I remember sitting on the bench, you know, top the time um, ticking away, and um, and knowing it's my senior, my senior season, and I know I ain't, you know, probably ain't gonna have a hard time continuing playing basketball after this. So. You know that that thought just came back in my head. What that what that um that strength and conditioning coach said. You know maybe you should try football. So that's what I did. The next day I went in there and I said I sat on the on the couch of Lad Fedor. That was his first year and and I told him I wanted to play football. He asked me if I ever played before and I told him no. You know and he almost kind of looked at me like crazy. Like you know what you expect you know what you expect me to do. But um man through the grace of God he gave me opportunity. So. And Tampa Bay brought you along perfectly, I think. You know, with the practice squad. Well, well, well Mike, no, Mike, I never, I never, I never, I never made practice squad. I never spent one day on practice squad. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought, okay. I thought. Ain't nothing wrong with practice squad, now, but I, I, I never, I, I was never on practice squad. Uh, so, so you were inactive the first couple of games. Then that, that that's how they redshirted you, so to speak. Yeah, I made a 53-man roster, but you know, obviously, I, you know, I, I didn't start the season off dressing. You know, I think, you know, I think like the first five or six games, I didn't dress, and then I started, you know, dressing um, probably after like the fifth or sixth game. Yeah. Do you think, um, you know, you're 35? There's, there's not a whole lot of people your age in the league anymore, and do you think it's because uh, you started playing football so late in life that maybe it help preserve your body and that's one reason why you're still still ticking? I think I think that has something to do with it. I mean obviously the fact that, 
You know, I only played one year of college football. So, I mean, you, you get a lot of these guys when they're coming in, they done played four or five years of college, you know, three or four or five years of, or four years of high school. We were in high school five years. But at least, you know, four years of high school and, and five years of college. I mean, so most of these guys coming in with, you know, eight or nine years of, of football experience that, that they'd have been beating their bodies up. So I think that that was a testament. That was a, um, you know, a fortunate, you know, thing for me that I never played, you know, football. So I didn't have all that wear and tear. Even though I was playing basketball, but, you know, obviously that's a different between football and basketball that, that take a total on your body. So I think that did help me out, you know, with me being a tall guy and, you know, a lanky guy and, and stuff like that. I mean, the fact that I didn't get that bang and, and that, that wear and tear coming into it, you know, it, it, it definitely did, I believe, help me out. And you've now come full cycle, really, in your career. You start off raw, where maybe you don't really know what you're doing as a football player, but you're a heck of an athlete who just got done running the floor, uh, running a basketball floor. Till now, maybe at 35, your body uh, uh, doesn't do quite what it did at 29, 28, 30, but you've got more up here, more, more mental part of the game and, and more knowledge as far as play. Just about going through that transition, you could speak to that. No doubt, Mike. I mean, hell, I mean, I, I, I def, my body definitely ain't doing the things that it was doing, you know, five years ago, not even three years ago. I mean, I, I definitely feel it. You know, and um, and and, and, it's, and certain things that I gotta I gotta change about my game because you know what I did two years ago I can't do. You know, it's hard to do now. You know, you can see it. You know, with your, with stuff being more stiff or stuff hurting. You know, the, the 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 things that you go through. So, but the mental part of the game. I mean, this this game is is is, is way more mental than this physical. You know, and so and so I think that 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 is gonna help me out and is helping me out that. You know, I can I can kind of see things before it happens and, and put myself in a better position, you know, where I don't have to overexert myself too much physically. And um, so that, that, that mental part is, is, is definitely something that I, I, I got to hang down on and, and rely on. What's it like being on this team? I mean, it's nothing but kids surrounding you. I, I mean, Graham Glasgow's got some experience, but otherwise – there's all kinds of inexperience, uh, good young talent, but young nonetheless. I mean, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, a couple of receivers, uh, when you first started in this league, they were nine years old. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to think about. How has it been for you to be kind of, a, I, I assume you take on the, the mentor, uh, a leadership role, even though you haven't been with this team very long? Yeah, honestly, you know, this, this to me, I think this is the God of the truth. I mean, this is the the best locker room that I've been in. You know, even though I always just been in one place with Tampa, but you know, every year, you know, you know, there's so many different guys coming in and out, and the locker room change every year. And um, and this has been a, a tremendous locker room for me. And I didn't know what I was gonna get when I came here. You know, a new guy and and coming to a new you know new facility and a new environment and, and around new players. You know, I you know I, I didn't know what to expect. But I mean, when I got here, I mean, I mean, everybody just embraced you. I mean, you just look at it from the defense to the offense. I mean, these guys are, are just fun to be around. I mean, you out there, you know, you're having fun with, with with Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons on the defense. I mean, I mean, those guys are just, you know, good guys to be around. I mean, they're funny. This whole locker room is funny. I mean, you you're joking with guys. I'm having conversation with people that I don't even know their name. With, I don't even know their name. 
you know what I'm saying? But we having good conversations with and, and having fun and man, it's just a good group of guys to be around. So it's bringing almost bringing back that, you know, that 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 youth life back in me and in the football. That man, I'm just so excited to be here, you know, and and and, and it's, it's 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 a tremendous blessing. It'll be 17 days between games uh, against the Patriots. Hey, if they set the schedule up that way, you could play to your 45, right? <laughs> what, do, what, do you ex- what do you expect from Bill Belichick defense this week? I mean, it, um, you know, Bill, Bill is definitely, you know, everybody knows Bill is a, is a, is a mastermind in his, in his game. And, you know, he's always going to have something up his sleeve. So, I mean, we're expecting a whole lot of, you know, a lot of twists, a lot of, you know, gimmicks that, you know, the defense. I mean, they don't do a whole lot of one-on-one rushing. But they they definitely gonna do a lot of twistings and they are gonna try to chip the, the tight ends on their way out and and um and, and, and a lot of blitzing so it's gonna be a lot of stuff that 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 Bill gonna throw at it that his defense gonna throw at us so we gotta be prepared for anything and everything but um we we already know that Bill gonna have some up his sleeve so you gotta be prepared for anything. You know, COVID has uh, come back as you guys are well known because of the delay in in playing the game against the Patriots. But during that uh, pandemic, you know, before it all started and, you know, you were, you know, kind of, uh, at home, you didn't have a job through free agency. What what were some of the positives, though, that uh, you found in your life, in your personal life that came out of the fact that uh, COVID happened? Well, well, one, I mean, um, it's just it was it's more strengthening your faith. I mean, I think that, you know, um, everybody should have faith in something, you know, and, and, and my faith in, in God, I just, and just that unknown, you know, it just make you put your, your trust and your faith in them even more just to not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing that if you, one, if you're even going to get a job, you know, two, if, you know, if it's going to be a football season, you know what I'm saying? So all that stuff that, that, that you don't, that you can't, you can't predict because you don't know what's going to happen. It's that unknown. So it just make you just, you know, um, take it away from yourself and just put your trust in God and saying that, you know, just asking God to give you that strength that whatever happened, you know, let me be accepted because I know that all these years, you know, God done brought me through and, and I had a whole lot of ups and I had a lot of downs, but, you know, he always brought me through. So, you know, like the old folks used to say, he didn't bring me this for the lead me. So, Whatever happened, if I never play again or if I never had another snap in the NFL, whatever would have happened, you know, I just want to say, you know, just give me the strength to bet accept it. So that's, that's kind of the, the mindset that I was adapting, you know, during this whole time, during the COVID, you know, during the fact that, you know, during free agency, you know, I, I, I wasn't signed and, you know, and, and, and wasn't going like I thought I was going to go. It was just adapting that mindset that said, okay, whatever happened, I know it's in God's plan and I'm willing to accept it. Hey, uh, speaking of Garrett Bowles, though, before you got here, uh, he was beat up pretty good by the by the fan base. He was one of those guys that uh, you know the holding calls. You, you know how it is. People latch on it. Uh, they don't. They, they know that those that one or two holding calls you might get a, a, a week or every other week. And uh, he had a tough time with that. But uh, everyone seems to to think that he's bounced back. And here in year four, he's. Come, come along. What's your impressions of him? Yeah, when, when I mean, when I when I got here, that's all I heard was negativity about the guy. You know, everything that I read. You know, I didn't know him. I never watched him, you know, personally, so I didn't know his game. But you know, when I had the opportunity to come here, you know, I was reading a whole lot of stuff about him, and you know, and they, I guess, they were trying to replace him or with with um with with Eli and let go, was going to let Eli compete. 
you know, with with the um, you know, with him over that left tackle, if, if, if the other guy, if um, the other guy wouldn't opted out. I mean, but I mean, ever ever, ever since I got here, man, I, I seen a just determination. You know, a hungry guy. You know, he he approached every day the same. I mean, the guy just worked his tail off during training camp. And um, and, and by me watching him, I was always just trying to you know see. Like, why was people so hard on him? You know what I'm saying? Because all I saw was a good football player. All I saw was a guy who was competing every day, working his tail off. And, um, and I think he embraced the challenge. He embraced the opportunity to know that, hey, okay, you didn't, um, you didn't pick up my option. Okay, thank you. You know, I now got to go a chance to go out here and, and play good football and be a free agent. And, um, and, 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 and hey, they paying, left, they paying left tackles a lot of money. So I think he embraced yeah. an opportunity. He working his tail off, and I mean, this is where we played four or five games, and I mean, all he's been doing is just locking down defenses in. So he, he's taking one day at a time, and he's hungry. He's determined, and um, hey, if he, if he keep going the way he's going, he's going to hit Fred and say he's going to be a very rich kid. Yeah, he is. Damar, listen, thanks again. I've, I do these interviews one or two, three a week, and uh, my top two are now uh, – in no particular order, the one that uh, when you signed in training camp and this one here today. So thanks a lot. Stay healthy and good luck against the uh, Patriots. All right. Thank thank you, Mike. I told you he was an interesting guy, Jamar Dotson, with an interesting story. 35 years old. And, and really uh, uh, locking down uh, uh, that uh, offensive unit that is otherwise filled with young players. Graham Glasgow is in his fifth year, and he's handsomely paid. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, Nick Vanette's been around a little bit. He's a part-timer as, as, as a tight end. But other than that, uh, very young, DeMar Dotson, the, uh, the old man of the group, and, and, but brings a lot of wisdom to that offensive unit and uh, so far so good in his uh, in his one game. Uh, looking ahead to the Broncos Patriots, so much has changed. Uh, when we talked last week, it looked like Brett Rippon was going to be Brett Rippon against uh, maybe Jared Stidham uh, or Cam Newton, but probably Stidham from what we were hearing. And then this week it's going to be Newton against Drew Locke. Locke will be back uh, for the Broncos and starting. So. Uh, tough break for Brett Rippon. He deserved a second start, but that's the way it goes when you're a backup. You only play as long as the uh, starter is out. And Drew Locke is back. He missed only uh, two games. Dre- Jeff Driscoll started one game, Rippon another. So uh, uh, we'll see how that goes And um, uh, for Drew Locke. And uh, for the Patriots, Stephon Gilmore and... Uh, Cam Newton come back. I really liked what uh, Dalton Reisner said. He wants to go in there and beat the Patriots with Newton and with Gilmore. Uh, He'd rather do that than uh, uh, beat them without uh, Newton and without Gilmore because then the Patriots can say, well, you know, as they're going back, uh, what would have happened had we had all our our good players? Of course, the Broncos have been saying that all year. They haven't had Vaughn Miller all year. Uh, They haven't had Cortland Sutton, essentially, all year. Uh, so uh, those are their two best players on each side of the ball. And then they've had so many other injuries since. A.J. Boye, the star cornerback, um, practice this week. He won't play. He will, will play next week against Kansas City. Noah Fant, the star tight end for the Broncos. 
uh, going to be a game time decision. I think he probably will play, um, but uh, I'm not sure how effective he's going to be. I, I wouldn't play Noah Fant uh, if you're a fantasy leaguer this week. I'd wait and watch him uh, uh, one week and, and maybe play someone else. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I do think, will play. Uh, 17 uh, days between games, and it obviously didn't hurt the Tennessee Titans uh, after their extended layoff. I think they had 19 days between games, uh, and they just trounced the Buffalo Bills, uh, pulled off the upset there. Uh, but the Patriots have also had 13 days off, so I think they're going to be fine. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting game, of course. Uh, the, the Patriots, a big favorite, nine and a half points now. Uh, it was three points last week, and it, when it didn't look like they were going to have Cam um, and Gilmore, that was for the game that was going to be played on Sunday. Now it's up to nine and a half. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think the Broncos, uh, before I thought they had a good chance to win because they practiced and the Patriots didn't. Now they both practiced this week. Um, the rest seemed to be more conducive for the Broncos when they had 10 days off versus the Patriots that only had six. Um, so Newton or no Newt, I thought the Broncos had a good chance to win that game. But uh, uh, now uh, you got to go with the Patriots. And the following week, the Broncos home against the Kansas City Chiefs and their nine-point home underdogs. So back-to-back nine-point dogs in playing the Patriots on the road and Chiefs at home. It's a difficult season. Look, the Broncos just have had too many injuries. I, I hate to say it. Let's see what they can salvage. Uh, they're just they're they're just they're outmanned every game. That doesn't mean they can't uh, uh, win a game or two here. Um, I, right now, if I I think if I think six and ten is maybe a realistic expectation for the Broncos. And I apologize to Broncos country that is listening here, but it's just too many injuries. Now getting locked back uh, uh, helps them uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, and, and if they can stay healthy from now on, if they can get uh, A.J. Boye back, I think uh, that would really help. But then Jarrell Casey, Sutton, Vaughn Miller, uh, they're not coming back. There's some talk that Vaughn might be able to come back for the last three games of the season, but uh, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, that. That still, I think, is going to be a bit of a long shot. Uh, but that's where we're at. Broncos at Patriots at long last, at least. Hopefully, uh, as long as there's no more positive tests from uh, either the Broncos uh, or the Patriots. The game is in New England, so it's more important that there's uh, no detection of the virus in New England here the last uh, two or three days leading into the game. But uh, thank you for tuning in to uh, Cliss's uh, Mic Drop, our second edition of for the Broncos-Patriots game. Thank you very much to DeMar Dotson. Who was uh, just? Uh, it was just a tremendous conversation we had with him. He has just great perspective of life. Wonderful man with a wonderful story. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again uh, next week as the Broncos get ready to play the Kansas City Chiefs. So, thanks everybody, and have a good weekend.